Hey everybody, you're listening to The Compod. An unfiltered look at life at Idaho's first medical school, as told by students, faculty, and staff. And we're your hosts, Dr. Dennis Rao, Stephanie Dillon, and Brian Atkinson. Hey, before we start this episode, I just want to let you guys know we recorded it a couple of months ago. Time is just flying by in it, the queue. In it quarantine. is flying by. Absolutely. And seriously, um, you know, making the ship sail in COVID is is proving to be a lot of uh, hands-on tasks. Exactly. But, but I'm so proud that uh, of everybody here that has that has worked so hard to kind of get us through and we've got our new class on board. We're, um, you know, moving forward with kind of having this, this mixture of right on campus, off campus learning. Um, when we're on campus, uh, we're, we're being really proactive about, uh, keeping as few students on campus as absolute, uh, as few as, as necessary. And, yes. um, so before you listen to this episode of yeah. the Compod, yeah. we wanted to give you an update. Some of the things that you will hear have already happened. Right. We talk about an event yeah. that happened back in uh, June, which yes. was right before, which came right after we recorded the podcast. And Ellie is here to, to tell us a little bit about what that was and and. Is it ever going to happen again? What was yeah, it? Yeah. Tell us so what it was. the event was called Osteopathic Medicine at ICOM. And basically we just focused on osteopathic medicine. We had Dr. Rao. Yeah. He basically was my co-host. Yeah. Um, and we had a student doctor help us out. Student Dr. Kiefer Starks. He is in his third year currently. He's great as well. But uh, Dr. Rao, he talked about what osteopathic medicine is. And he also did an osteopathic manipulative medicine demo for those who were oh, watching. Oh man, I'm sorry we all missed it. I know it was actually really awesome. We had a lot of great feedback, even though the technology kind of was spotty in a couple places, but everybody was so awesome. And and we are going to offer that event again. So if you're listening, keep an eye on our website. Keep an eye on social media. Keep an eye on there you go. on anything that we're producing because we will put our information out via um, social media, website, whatever. So cool. just kind of keep your eye on us. Yeah, I know we talked about it a little bit in the podcast, um, but it's all part of the larger conversation, right? About how to prepare for digital interviews and, and you know, not necessarily doing in-person interviews. So there's there was a lot of great information about it and about you know what that event is. So even though we all we all sort of missed that event um, because we didn't get the podcast out bef before it happened, um, definitely be checking all those. Um, sources of information for when it might happen again. And there was so much interest that yeah. I think we will have to do it again. We had over, like, what, over 200 participants? Participants, and we had, um, like, what, 350 registrants? Yeah. yeah. We had a bunch of people. Uh, but that also opens up the conversation, even though it was uh, in the past, it opens up the conversation on how applicants can become creative in accessing information because so much has happened because of COVID-19 yep. yep. shadowing experiences have been canceled. Um, a lot of courses have gone online, pass fail, whatever it is, whatever obstacle that our students and applicants are facing, they can become creative by watching an osteopathic physician perform OMM 
put that on your application that you attended it. I mm. mean, there's just so many things that applicants can do to get that experience, get that background and become educated on osteopathic medicine. Yeah. I love it. Well, so with that said, here's the episode. Here's the episode. Enjoy. Hey everybody. Welcome back to the compod. Oh, I'm pumped with energy. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, we're going to have some fun today. I know for sure. What about you? It's going to be great. Okay. I love that we're all here in person. Dennis is here. I'm here. Finally. Yeah. I forgot what, what he looked what? like. I still forget what he works like. Can he's still remember? wearing, he's got, got that mask on. He's got the mask. <laughs> he's just following CDC guidelines. Yes, I am a physician. I know people on the front lines and it's out of respect for them and protection for myself and everyone around me. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank uh, you We so appreciate much. it. Uh, you know, my favorite, my favorite meme that I've been seeing is, uh, it, it says, um, Hannibal Lecter didn't wear a full face mask for his protection. He, he wore it for yours. That is so true. Right. What about that meme you were talking about the other day? If you hate wearing a mask, you're going to hate oh, being on a ventilator. You're really not going to like the ventilator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, uh, we've got some very special guests. Some uh, we've got a returning guest, and Je well, Jeanette, if you're, you're returning too, have you been on the podcast? I feel like I feel we're so close here. I feel like you've been here every time. I have not, oh, but I'm man. excited to yes. be here today. Awesome. Well, okay, so our guests are today are uh, Jeanette Martin and uh, Ellie Matthews. We're so excited to talk about. Um, some recruiting kinds of things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, folks may remember Ellie is our recruiter mm -hmm. and Jeanette is our director of admissions. Yeah. So we wanted to bring these two wonderful ladies into the Compod to talk about what, um, recruiting looks like now in the midst of COVID-19 and how interview day will look like and virtual medical school interviews. So we're chatting all about the good stuff. Interesting. Let's start it off. Let's kick it off. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, go. Go. <laughs> well, okay, so let's start off with recruiting. Why are you going? Why aren't they going? Because I'm asking a question. She's, she's prompting it. She's, and being, she's initiating the discussion. Taking a lot of the discussion. Oh, my, Brian, like... Are you are you registering this right now? Uh, I'm hearing the, it. The one the one yeah. who talks the most. Right. Oh what? I'm forcibly. You guys are it. talking behind my back. We're ganging up on you. Oh, oh, now I know. We're the yeah. same okay. Well, yes. we have this whole other podcast that goes on yeah. where we just talk about Dr. Rob. Compod after dark. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Don't complain if there's awkward silence today. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, geez. Wow, this podcast took an aggressive turn, didn't it? I know, but I'm loving the energy. I think yeah. because like now we're all in the room together and you're not just, you know, yeah. joining oh, us. From because Webex. I hear the truth now. Right? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. It's a big room, just to clarify. It's a big room. Yeah. Yeah, we got lots of space. Yeah, we got a no, lot of space. Okay, no, Ellie. No. So normally you would be out and about visiting different colleges, universities, yeah. chatting it up with prospective med students. What does recruiting look like for you now that you're on campus and you have to kind of stay here? Yeah, I'm, I'm really sad I'm not able to go out. I'm. It's really unfortunate because I think it was the beginning of March, all my travel was grounded and it was pretty quickly. But because of that, I haven't been able to go out. I haven't been able to visit campuses, visit in person, get that 
communication and the feel and vibe of the students that are coming up to me. And so instead we've had to go virtual and that, I mean, everybody has. And so for me, I host virtual info sessions every week, but I also host sessions with specific universities. I try and engage people on social media um, for the advertisement of those sessions. But that's, I mean, on a surface level, that's kind of what I, I'm doing right now because I can't go out. And so I'm trying to find innovative ways to keep myself busy, to reach those students because a ton of students are still applying. I think this year we have as a whole on a Comus, do, how many do we have? Over 10,000 10, applications already on a Comus, mm. which wow. is huge. It's a huge increase. It's like what, 80 or 90% increase from last year or something like shouldn't that. shouldn't have a problem finding 162 students out of 10,000. Yeah, less, <laughs> well, lest we not forget, we only have 162 spots for absolutely. those 10,000 applicants. Mm. We would love to have that many applications, but um, that's as a whole. So that's for all 36 comms. Um, there's sure. 10,000 applications on a Comus, yeah. but we're just, we're being creative. We still want to engage with the students because they're still applying. They still are trying to choose a school that's great for them. And so we're here to support them and give them the best information possible. And what's the, what's the, um, what's the response like from students in those virtual sessions versus the interaction you would have with them when you were, you know, doing some live one-on-ones or small group sessions? So I've, I've had only positive feedback from the students. Cool. They, it feel, in my opinion, so they're still interested. In, I mean, obviously, absolutely. they want to get to into medical school. So whether you're doing in person, you know, kind of yeah. uh, groups, or whether you're doing a virtual like this, I would assume they're still kind of pumped to be there. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's a different um, motivation from coming in and getting a tour and sitting down with me in my yeah. office and talking. There's a different vibe versus somebody who's constantly emailing, constantly keeping in touch because they're over in New York or they're in Texas and they can't come here for a tour. And so it's nice to be able to keep in contact a little bit more with oh, them yeah. because they can't come here. And so they're very motivated to make sure that they reach out, get information, get their name in our inboxes yeah. and get the best information that they can about the schools that they choose. Well, you mentioned um, thinking of innovative ways to um, keep that engagement up. And I think you've hit the nail on the head with your ICOM info sessions, shameless plug. Uh, do you want to talk to us about what those sessions have to offer and oh my how gosh, people yeah. can participate if they want? Yeah. So right now they've been pretty general. So they've been just kind of about um, what is osteopathic medicine? What do we offer at our school? How to get in? And so... That's what it's been. That's the theme that it's been um, recently. Dr. Rao is itching to talk. <laughs> well, he Did will talk in a second. Did you say I'm, osteopathic? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Do we have a oh sound for that? Uh, <laughs> perfect. Oh my gosh. Oh well, my God. with these info sessions, they've been general, and we're going to kind of transition a little bit more to incorporate those general info, info sessions as well, but we're going to do more um, specialized ones. Mm. So on June 30th, will be our first kind of special one. And it's actually going to involve Dr. Rao. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Hey. 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 
I'm still not going to talk. So, <laughs> so that info session is going to be um, specifically about osteopathic medicine, osteopathic manipulative medicine. And we're really going to stress that because we're an osteopathic medical school. So why not stress the fact that osteopathic manipulative medicine or OMM is a fantastic tool that you get to learn as a medical student and you get to utilize in your physicianship. Dr. Rowdy, you have anything to add? Hoorah. Okay. Well, that's about it. Let's, there just, you let's, go. let's get a little bit more I'm feedback looking forward, from you. I'm looking forward to doing it because I, I haven't done one of these sessions before and we went back fourth a couple times me trying to figure out is it virtual is it real da, da, da. what's mm. the audience it's gonna, gonna be, be like virtual so and live. it's gonna be cool though because it's virtual and, and it's live yeah and and uh i'm looking forward to educating a good group of folks who aren't already necessarily committed to coming to the school right so hopefully this works out they're not committed to coming it, to school. it will work out no but i It'll mean i great. think it's a great way to get a, a lot of people involved and you've said you've seen some of these things before and people yeah. were excited about this particular topic because like i always say this is the part that they're like oh this is part of medicine i i know about the surgery and the pills this is a surprise so absolutely uh, some people will really take to it are you going to do a live demo I believe I am going to do a live demo. I'm going to do whatever Ellie puts on the schedule for me. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> watch out. No, out. it's going to be exciting because I do want a live demo. And because we're doing this, it all, it promotes osteopathic medicine in general. So not only does it promote ICOM, but all of the comms over the whole United States. So it's right. it's nice to promote the Choose DO. Hashtag um, Choose DO. Hashtag Choose DO. But it's nice to be able to promote that, not only for our school, but for all schools. Yeah. And so um, we're a really good, like a great collaborative group in terms of all the comms. And so this is just a really nice way to promote it as well. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been great working with Ellie in the past too, because she takes a real interest in what that aspect is of the manipulative side. And so she's out there, I'd say doing a much better than average job of educating potential oh, students you. on, on, you know, what's going on in the profession. So did you buy him a coffee today or something? I need to, because that was very nice and genuine. <laughs> Guess I'm not talking too much <laughs> now, am I? Did you buy him something? <laughs> <laughs> dropping those compliments. I'm sorry, not coffee, kombucha. Did you buy kombucha? <laughs> kombucha. <laughs> and trail so mix What about today? kefir water? Kefir water is now coming up on kefir hip water. stuff. <laughs> um, do you want to share how people can join your info sessions? Oh, absolutely. So and we can put it in the episode notes too. But oh, absolutely. Okay, so for the general ones, what I've been doing is listing my personal WebEx room because we use WebEx. We don't use Zoom at ICOM. Um, so there's a link to join my personal room for the general info sessions. But I think for the specialized ones, I'm going to set up a registration for it so we can see who's coming in and um, we can kind of keep track of those numbers a little bit easier. Also, it's nice to be able to kind of manage that WebEx session. So there'll either be a registration and that will be promoted on our website, on our social media. Um, I have a mailing list called ICOM Connection, so you can connect with ICOM easily. Wow. And so you can email me at ematthews at idahocom.org and you can ask to be put on that list. It's just, it's updates about what's happening and what you can get involved in, what information you can get. So just keep your eye on us. Keep your eye on social media. That's a really great way to see if you're, you can, it's a good way to see if you'll fit in with the school, if it's a good fit for you too, if you follow our social media. 
So could somebody from Brazil join the... Uh, <laughs> oh my God. The- Technically somebody from Brazil could, yes. but ICOM doesn't accept international students at this time. Oh. <laughs> but they might just want to watch. But they could. They could the watch because yeah. there are schools that do accept international students. And that list is on choosedo.org. Cool. So you can still tune in. You can watch it. And if you are super interested, which I guarantee you will be because Dr. Rao is awesome, um, wow. you can always reach out and say, hey, I know you don't accept international students, but can you help me find who does and get me in contact with them? I will put you in contact with them. I'll give you the information. Use me as a resource because we're a collaborative group in terms of osteopathic medical schools. That's awesome. And for a full explanation of Dr. Rao's obsession with Brazil, check out our past episode. Uh, Pretty much every previous episode. Check out any previous episode. Yes. (laughs) To get to learn about that. (laughs) My brother lived in Brazil. I know. Maybe it was your brother that listened to the podcast. Did you know that though? No, I didn't really. Yeah, I no, know that. I, I called you. No, no, no. Um, Jeanette, you're still here, so. Yes, no. no. <laughs> this is a perfect transition. Okay, so. Wait, um, wait, I have a question. Wait. Okay, Of course ahead. you Oh, my gosh. No, okay. do you guys have any problems, like, where you see the opposite, where some potential students are actually, like, this isn't the overall environment that I wanted to have when I start applying or looking to attend medical school? Like, hey, you know, there's this question of, am I getting my money's worth if everything is remote am i going to get enough hands on mm. et cetera, et cetera. so i i've had students talk to me and say hey i don't really think i fit with osteopathic medicine and so i encourage them to keep looking at other medical schools whether it's md or do um but i do have students who do ask those hard questions and i encourage them because that means that they're really investing time and saying hey i don't think i'll get hands on and i say okay well look at this resource let me see if i can kind of explain it a little bit more who can i put you in touch with so you can see if you'll get hands on experience i always give out student information um, who are willing to talk to prospective students they like to email back and forth and answer questions but you do get those hard questions that are that are pretty deep diving into our policies and procedures, but I do the best I can to answer them and get somebody else. If I can't answer it, I make sure I get somebody who can. And that way they can make the educated decision on whether or not ICOM or any other COM for that matter is a good decision for them to attend. Yeah. And that's just good customer service folks. (laughs) Um, Let's, let's, I'm looking at Jeanette, let's transition to um, prospective students and the application process. And I understand that the process has been affected by COVID-19. So would you mind sharing a little bit of the changes? Sure. If you're applying to ICOM or any other COM, you go through a COMAS to fill out your application. And they have a section on their application this year that asked specifically, how were you affected by COVID-19? Was it financial? Mm, Did you lose your shadowing um, experience? Um, Were you laid off? Do you have financial difficulties? You can do the whole realm of how you were affected. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people had their MCAT tests um, canceled. So you know, they're rescheduling that. And so this has been an active conversation with all the comms. Are we moving to virtual interviews? Are we reviewing applications? Um, with, is that process without? something that is standardized yeah, across comms? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. If, if they it's, decide, did somebody make a decision for us of, of how we have to do it? Well, you know, I don't know that anybody 
each recommendations recommendation recommendation. each school is going to do what they have to do but when you consider student applicant faculty staff safety you you know another positive about virtual interviews are it's very cost effective cost saving for the applicants the downside of that we feel like if you visit our school you're, it's going to close the deal. You love our school, our site, our mm-hmm. faculty, but we are hopefully in the near future producing an ICOM tour, which will be um, like you a know, virtual tour a virtual kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah with the yes. 360 camera, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sure. we are just so technology savvy. I yes. can't believe it. So, especially me. <laughs> especially Jeanette. Yeah. The most. The good savvy. news is, though, the students don't have to meet me, right? So, you know, he we, may be interviewing. <laughs> so. so what does a virtual interview look like? Um, you know, well, first of all, we're reviewing applications without an MCAT. So if your MCAT got canceled, Go ahead and send your application. Yeah. And many of the schools are going to review applications without the MCAT. Just put your planned MCAT date on there because they're starting back up, I think, in June. And then um, the other things, you know, you, you may not have as many health-related hours because we've all been quarantined and things like that. So it's a big effort to educate faculty and and staff and people who interview, hey, there's going to be, it's going to look different. The applications are going to look different. Even the interview process is going to look different. So a virtual interview, um, you know, we'll get to see you. And you will see the interviewer or interview interviewers, and our interview process is is going to be conversational. They have access to your file. They may ask you questions out of your file. Um, some of the comms are still doing the MMIs, um, multiple mini interviews, uh, that format, and they're doing it virtually. But ours are going to be conversational. So. Um, you know, don't what what you what I want you to remember during this process is we can see you so dress appropriately. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, uh, yep. comb your hair, dress, brush your get teeth, dressed, right? Get dressed. Come on. Now, if we can't see if you're wearing pants, that's fine. But please, <laughs> whatever we can see, dress appropriately. And then I notice that some people have a script, a piece of paper with all their notes right by them because it's virtual. And we don't want the script. We want you to hear the question, think about the question, and then answer. Take your time, time. answer from your heart. Um, Show us the passion, not the paper. So, um, So, you know, that's important. What's interesting about something you mentioned previously, um, if they're just recommendations of how to carry these out, then depending on where you are in the country, you can get an advantage over other comms depending on how um, how seriously COVID has affected your region, right? It's a little bit yes. like rotations, right? They have suggestions for rotations, but it doesn't mean that everybody has to skip their first set of rotations for third years and maybe we'll be able to do it because Idaho has had... Uh, has fared better in that regard, whereas people in California or in New York has had it sure. a lot harder. So that's interesting to see that uh, that 
parameter added in there to be like, oh, this is a whole different thing. So does this one school do really well for these couple of years because they're just happen to get lucky in that regard? And I, I think that's true, not only area, but some states still have closed travel. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do you go to an interview quarantine for two weeks, do your interview, and then leave and quarantine again. So, you know, that's pretty impossible. So there really is a lot of positives about the virtual interview. It's, you know, I think at the end of last cycle, we all had to switch gears really quickly and um, do what worked for us. And now we're trying to fine-tune that process so I know ICOM is trying to stand out in a world of virtual interviews. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we still want you to see our school and meet our faculty and our students. And so we're trying to plan an interview day where you still get presentations and still have an opportunity to talk to students and still get to see the building and see, you know, just we're still trying to plan as much as possible. So today in my office, I, I wanted to meet with somebody, right? somebody from the department, and I just clicked on WebEx. And we've talked about this before in one right. of our other podcasts where there's been some things that have come about because of the COVID-19 that I probably will just continue yeah. forward with, right? Like, right. why am I trying to schedule these meetings with students in my office and we're juggling when I could just, they, they can be at home or wherever they're at. You, you say that these interviews are better financially, Um, do you ever see this as just becoming the new standard? I, you know, I can't speak to that. It could, it could actually, um, or it could be a hybrid. hybrid, If you, you know, if you're in state and you, you come to visit us, that that's great. We'll feed you lunch. (laughs) But (laughs) if you're out of state or you don't have the resources to travel here, this isn't an option. Now, I can't speak for all schools, but it's something that we're certainly going to look Mm -hmm. at. I think right now, the two words that come to mind for me, flexibility Mm -hmm. and reassessment. We're continually looking at the situation. What's the governor saying today? Has he already spoke today? He'll speak tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. Okay. So, you know, we're constantly reassessing, but we do want to look at what's beneficial for our applicants and, of course, the safety measures for our students and and faculty. Going back to what you were saying about the virtual interviews, you know, some recommendations that that I usually make to people who are doing uh, web conferences, mm-hmm. whether you are new to web conferencing or a seasoned pro. And, 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 and I would give this to um, prospective students too, as I would say, you know, if you are lining up uh, or if you, you're scheduling that interview and it's, it, it's done virtually with a web conference application, most of these major applications, whether it's, you know, Zoom or WebEx or whatever it is, um, I, they all offer free um, uh, free accounts. So in preparation for that interview so that you don't let the technology, you know, any technology issues that you might have or just the uncomfortableness that comes with working with a new application, um, just to kind of get that out of the way, I would recommend find out what 
conference application that school is going to use, go, go get a free account, you know, download that application. So you've got it on your computer and, and just use it, whether you're connecting with, you know, mom across the street or most of those applications, you can just join a conference with yourself. You don't, I mean, there can only just be, you only need one person to to open a conference. See, there you go. <laughs> I think and you that's sit there great. for an hour going, hey, I how practice, are you? I practice Hi. for this yeah. every yeah. couple times a week. Yeah. But that's exactly <laughs> it. Like, just get in and practice. Just understand, you know, how do I connect the audio? How do I make sure my microphone's working? How do I make sure the speakers are working correctly? How do I, how do I turn on and off the camera? So that you've got all of that done ahead of time, and you'll be way more comfortable when you get to actually do the virtual interview the first five minutes of the interview don't yeah exactly you're muted you're muted <laughs> exactly. you, you're, you're muted the button you're muted can't hear you oh lord i think that was fantastic advice because i i actually did that before i started my info sessions i joined with myself on my computer and on my phone and i just made sure i understood how everything worked so i think that was very valuable so thank you brian cool um what other tips do you have for um this can be for anybody um, for students who are doing a virtual interview, usually, you know, people say a nice firm handshake and really be personable. Uh, but in lieu of that, any other tips? Uh, for the only for other thing that elbow I bumps. would keep in mind, and, and Jeanette, let me know if you if you track this the same way I do. But I know when I'm in those conferences, um, I'm aware of what's happening in the background also. Absolutely. So maybe make sure, you know, if you're interviewing, make sure that you're you can get yourself, you know, try to get yourself to a, a room that's maybe not busy, maybe just behind a wall behind you or a corner, maybe some bookshelves or something, but just make sure that there's not a lot of, you know, people walking by obviously behind you or other, you know, weird, you know, your Jonathan Taylor Thomas posters. <laughs> well, I feel attacked. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I feel personally victimized. <laughs> Did you have a few of those? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but just be yes. aware of what your background is too, what the background is behind you on the video. Absolutely. And I think you still want to have the proper etiquette, but what's difficult sometimes you don't know who's gonna speak if it's so, you know, be sure to if they you hear someone else start to speak, you know, close down, let them speak and, mm-hmm. and then go. And hopefully they do the same for you too. It's that's the whole thing. You just you don't have a script so you don't know who's who's gonna speak next. And so sometimes it does seem like you're talking over, interrupting and and, you know, just just know we all feel that way. And don't yeah, you don't need to be afraid of that because that's yeah. just the that's just we the uh, it, yeah. that's the you know the virtue of the web conferencing. Yeah. That's just how that is. So yes, awkward pauses and people talking over each other is is part of the norm. Don't let yeah. that throw you. Yeah. What about eye contact? Yeah. Oh, you know, and uh, so from at least a technology standpoint, I would just make sure that you try to get that camera, you know, if it's a webcam, maybe that's separate from your computer, get it as close to your screen as possible so that when you're looking at the interviewers as an interviewee, you are facing that camera because yes. they're going to get they're going to get their cues off of your facial expressions and and how you kind of hold yourself. And if you have that camera 
off kind of off to the side, but you're talking to, you're looking at something different, you know, the computer monitor, that's going to be a little bit different experience, awkward experience for your interviewers. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Is there anything in particular that you are looking for when you do a virtual interview you're looking for in that video? Um, well, I, I think, you know, be as natural as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, we still want the passion to show through that you're passionate about uh, passionate about osteopathic medicine and med school and be prepared no matter what school you interview with obviously know their mission you know know what stands out why why would i want to go to that school know why you would want to come to icom that's actually one of our secondary application questions so you know, mm-hmm. be aware of what's in your application, both the ACOMAS and secondary, because faculty have access ah, yeah. to that, and they may ask you questions about it, about a volunteer experience. Well, if you did your application early in the cycle, and it's much later, and you've had a couple nights sleep, you might forget you about that volunteer. So review your application before you interview, too. Great. Do you have advice for students who were planning on either shadowing a physician or volunteering in a hospital or clinic um, to enhance their applications and that opportunity was cut short because of COVID? Any advice you would give to them on how to, how they can enhance their application? Well, I, I say keep keep trying to get those shadowing experiences because eventually it will open back up, I hope. But be creative. You know, um, we are not waiving a physician letter of recommendation. So if you don't get to shadow someone and you don't have a physician, talk to your primary care physician and, and tell him get or her. a physical exam. Uh, yeah, when you go to get your physical, talk to him. Uh, They're like, what's that? Yeah. So, you know, be sure and talk to them um, and let them know that, that things, they know things have blocked because they probably had shadowing experiences scheduled also that were, they have had to cancel. So, I, I say continue doing that. Be creative. Um, you know, connect. You know, maybe you want to call Dr. Rao. Connect with Dr. Uh, Rao. No. <laughs> we will do post. not. We do not have a therapeutic relationship. <laughs> we will post his personal cell at the end of Along with but, his address. You know, continue. Continue looking for opportunities, but please, that's why it's so important in the ACOMA section, how you were affected by COVID-19 if you didn't get the shadowing. Then if you're, you know, if you're a scribe, that's shadowing with Mm -hmm. a little work. Oh, true. If you're a CNA, there are some hands-on hours. So, uh, and, and those positions are still working, I understand, maybe from a distance, uh, maybe, but you're you're still um, still try to get those volunteer health related experiences in there. Great. So let me ask you both a question. As an interviewer, sometimes I have to dig a little deeper into to get the information that I'm looking for. Some of the information that you already alluded to. So I think it's important 
not that we have to give away all these tips, but for people to realize that most osteopathic schools general, uh, you know, general purpose is to train physicians for rural medicine. So when people get here and they say, I want to train in, in rural medicine, that doesn't really necessarily tell me about ICOM. It just tells me about, well, okay, osteopathic school. You could, this is like a, could be a canned speech. Some students then will specifically look at the website to figure out things about the curriculum. But, but why don't you guys mention some other things, virtual or otherwise get togethers that students can participate in so that when they get here and they interview, they've got some real information to give us about why specifically they want to go to this particular osteopathic medical school. So we typically see two types of, well, we see several types of applicants, mm -hmm. but we can see that all of your experiences have been in a big city, but then when you come to ICOM, it's all about rural medicine. So, right. you know, it's okay if you want to work in a big city. Those people need doctors there also. But if specifically you're interested in rural medicine, telehealth, you know, things like that, uh, have your experiences match your your uh, your application, oh, so sure. your interview. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of rural places use telehealth, and, and a lot of places have been doing that because of COVID-19 also. So maybe you can get some experiences with that. And um, um, rural, medic rural medicine is... Um, especially affected by COVID-19, their hospital for, uh, you know, a 300-mile area only has 20 beds, you know. So um, do a little research. Think about how people are affected rurally with COVID-19. I mean, you may not live that experience, but you can certainly check it out and see that. Don't you guys have some virtual health fairs and things? I know that there's times the students will mention that and I know, okay, they've, they've been following along with ICOM over a, a, a pretty good time frame. They're not just showing up today for an interview and everything is about ICOM. Right. Yeah, or maybe they've participated in the fair that ICOM was a co-host of with the two other schools. schools. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, so I did a Pacific Northwest osteopathic medical school webinar with two other schools. It was Western U and PNWU up in Yakima, Washington. Mm -hmm. And that's where I got the idea to do the OMM info session because during that webinar we did, um, we talked about what we offer at our schools and then we did an OMM demonstration and then we had a student panel and we just did a Q&A session with the students. And so one thing I do tell students, especially during this virtual time, you have requirements in your head of what you want in a medical school, whether it's geography, whether it's curriculum, whether it's the faculty and staff there, you have certain standards that you want in a medical school for yourself. And that's different for everybody. And I can talk till I'm blue in the face about how much I love ICOM, but it's really up to you and your decision. And so during this time where we're really headed to a virtual environment, use all the resources you can, attend the info sessions, reach out to the uh, faculty and staff at the schools that you are interested in and see if they satisfy those requirements that you need in a medical school. And so to do that, like I said, follow all the advice I just mentioned, but follow the schools on social media because social media really promotes what the school is trying to 
uphold for their students, the culture, et cetera. So definitely take advantage of it and follow what's going to make you happiest in terms of medical school education. Yeah. So it seems like you're saying um, that from the interviewer perspective, they're going to notice whether you're interest in that particular school is a, just a general interest or whether you are really specifically interested in that school, which is going to really probably make you rise to the top. Absolutely. Why ICOM? Right. Is it just because we're right. here Not or why, are you passionate about it? Yeah. Because we want to see if you're a good fit for us. But on the other hand, are you, are we a good fit for you? Sure. Sure. Because if I'm in a place where I'm not happy, I'm not going to be successful. <sighs> and so, yeah, you can't come here and visit at this time. So look online, do all the virtual things that we're trying to promote. Additionally, go to choosedo.org. That way you can, there's actually a choosedo explorer, which is really nice in this time where you can't go to Missouri, you can't go to California, you can't come to Idaho. There's a Choose Dio Explorer where you can actually filter the schools. So you can choose a school that's in an urban area or the opposite of it. Or you can choose um, to see schools that are private or for profit. Or you can choose to see schools that only require um, a physician letter that's a DO. There's only six schools that require a DO versus just a physician letter of recommendation. Sure. You can filter those and you can see what matches your requirements. And it's a lot easier than just writing down all of them and trying to look at them all at the same time. It really helps choose DO explorers. I actually, I use it all the time to help prospective students. So definitely go look on there. Cause it we kinda, would hate for, sounds- we would hate to have students show up here and, get accepted here and then find out that they're miserable being yeah. here because then they find yeah. out what the what the personality and culture of icom is really like or whatever school you're looking it at, sounds right? like yeah. dating like are you in are you uh, on yeah. the date for the free meal <laughs> right. or did you do your research <laughs> do your facebook stalking before you went on the date <laughs> and you know that they have like the non-negotiables that you're looking for yeah personally i don't think that anybody will be disappointed coming to icom but i'm not everybody so i can't really speak for um, everyone. Sure. You're everyone to us. Oh my gosh. Well, I was one time we at a fair. We want you to be happy here. Yeah, we want you to be happy here and thrive here. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> but I was, at, I was at a fair one time and I gave this uh, woman a potato because we give out potato for swag for giveaways, our chaskies, whatever. Not an actual one. potato, right? No, it's a squishy, squishy potato. potato. Um, did somebody did switch out it? my potatoes for real potatoes. That would one be time. so Idaho that we would <laughs> oh, give out yeah. actual yeah. potatoes. Ellie got, Ellie got pranked. Yes. One of the, our recruiting fam, one of them switched out my squishy potatoes for real potatoes. Oh, that's so funny. It was really funny. But one time I was at a fair and I was handing this girl a squishy potato and she, we were talking about ICOM and then she kind of, she cut me off a little bit. So good for her for knowing what she wants. But she asked me if Idaho had a beach and (laughs) (laughs) it's a fair question. It is a fair question. If you're not very, you you, want to be near the beach. Absolutely. Does does ICOM have a beach near? And I went, if you didn't take geography in elementary school, like that's a super fair question. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we do have beaches, don't we? We do when it comes to lakes and rivers, I guess those are lake beach, lake beach. But I was like, no, we don't have any ocean beaches. Um, We are landlocked. We are, I mean, it might take eight hours to get to the ocean, the Pacific ocean. 
she immediately handed me back my potato and she walked away. <laughs> Take your potato. I One potato, but, two potato, But three potato, the reason four. why I'm telling you this story, <laughs> I, I wanted her to take the potato. I, I didn't really mind, but um, she Hot knew potato. what she wanted in a medical school. Sure. She needed a beach. And that might sound really <laughs> silly to us. Or superficial, but she's it, not maybe she but, but I think when you she think about it, in. take a step back. When you think about it, a beach has a ton of sun and she might not want seasons because we have seasons at ICOM and that is one of her requirements. So kudos to this person because she knows what she needs mm -hmm. to be happy, mm -hmm. to be successful. Sure. She needed yep. sun. She needed to be able to be by the beach. I mean, who doesn't love going to the beach? Sure, Hello. but yeah. at the same, yeah, but uh, and some people, yeah, need that on a higher level. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Some people don't want seasons, and that might be a requirement that you have. And so, really, that's her non-negotiable. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. It's a silly example, but it, it gets the point across. I'd just like to add, at, you know, for I think the medical schools are being really flexible and, and they're learning a lot about the virtual interview and um, for students to also, or applicants, also be a little flexible, know that you're not going to be able to visit every school or see everything, yeah. but, you know, be have some flexibility with the schools also. Cool. That's some good advice. And also, I've had um, some prospective students send the ICOM social media accounts, direct messages asking to be connected with current students. So if you would like to talk to a current, stu a current student, I can't talk now. I'm like Ellie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, call me Ellie. Um, what was I saying? I'm offended. <laughs> triggered um so if you are a prospective student and you would like to talk to one of our current students um no strings attached like just a free um consultation with the current student send us a dm on social media and, and a check will... for 1999 yeah <laughs> my venmo handle is <laughs> and we will connect you with the current student see so, so i don't i don't out. know if people know they can do that but that makes a huge difference in the yes. interview because i'm like look that we know that there's a pool of people who are just looking to get in anywhere. And of course, it's our job to pick more people that actually want specifically ICOM than people that are looking for just anywhere. So if I know that they have a friend in another class, it's like, oh, good. They've heard about the curriculum. They get what's going on here. Or if they were able to contact a student, I know that they bothered to take the time to message somebody and get connected. Wow, they're really committed as opposed to you know, some somebody asked me, somebody asked me about our residencies uh the other day like hey uh so how did your match rate go last year and i'm like we only have two <laughs> classes you know it's like uh, how much research did they do yeah right? sure match so, rate of zero because right. it right. didn't happen i said i actually that's how i answered i said well we didn't match in surgery we didn't <laughs> match oh my <laughs> gosh we didn't match it and they're like we what match rate because like, we have yeah. nothing and they were sweating <laughs> regretting their decision <laughs> Well, I mean, he, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast right now, that you're taking a step in you're the right still direction, listening right? To this I mean, podcast. if you yeah, if you're still listening at this point, <laughs> you got automatic admission. <laughs> yeah, contact Jeanette; she'll get you right in. <laughs> code word: mention this alligator. podcast. Yeah. Oh my god! Promo code alligator. <laughs> right. Promo code fifty percent off tuition. Hot if potato. somebody actually sends us that, nope. hot potato. Nope. 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 Hot potato. Nope. Spud. Nope. 
Nope. Mashed potato. <laughs> I could go for some potatoes. Well, awesome. This was Same. really great. You guys, it was such a pleasure to uh, have you both here. Um, pleasure I think that's, doing business yes, with you, Brian. A, yeah, um, I mean... Uh, I think this is really great information. I mean, this is this is um, stuff that I think the f- people who are listening are are really going to get a lot of value out out of. So uh, I'm happy you could be here. Thank you, thank See you guys. We thank hope you, you're ladies. Happy. I'm very happy. Let awesome. us know if you have any questions. Reach out to admissions. Yeah, always and, and forever. Is it admissions at idahocom.org? Yeah. That's perfect. You can also reach out to myself at emathews at idahocom.org, Director Martin at jmartin at idahocom.org. We have an assistant director, Amanda Griswold. Yay, she's here in the room. She's hanging out with us. She's new. We're so excited. She's vibing us, yeah. I'm so excited to have her part of the team. She's awesome. She's at agriswold at idahocom.org. And then we also have Rachel Lewis, our coordinator at rlewis at idahocom.org. Cool. We'll make sure or just all DM of us that on information. Insta or TikTok. On all the platforms. On every single platform. Yeah. So I'll put all that, that contact information in the episode notes too. So it should be cool. right on your mobile device or wherever you are listening or to Or just send a, a handwritten letter because that's... Send, you know. I actually prefer like via carrier pigeon. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that would be nice. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But I like it being delivered on a silver platter. Oh yeah, I can, yeah. I can yeah. open it at breakfast. With butter, yes, butter and sour a DoorDash. Oh a DoorDash. No, a DoorDash is a little too quick for me. Oh. <laughs> it's freaky fast. <laughs> freaky fast, Jimmy John's. We just we're just trying to get sponsored. That's why we're saying all yeah, these yeah, things. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Compod is proudly powered by Icom and produced by me, Brian Atkinson. For more information about Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine, check out our website at idahocom.org. Thanks for listening.